right, Doug Duell, Burlington on the spot. That's my new thing. Sounds good to yeah, me. Thanks for coming in. You're welcome, and uh, I'm happy to be here. I'm kind of excited. I, I, I've told people many times I'm not a speaker, but boy, do I love to talk. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to start it I off. I guess so. Yeah, so what, what do we want to talk about today? I think we're going to cover, you want to start with uh, introductions. How about that? Just uh, your background history, how long you've been in Burlington, um, and then we can go from there into some other stuff. Well, Troy, I, uh, I came to Burlington, uh, um, grew up in, uh, went to high school in, school in Goodland, Kansas. Um, my dad was formerly a teacher and coach here at Burlington. We lived in Ruleton, so he drove back and forth here during his tenure. Um, I went away to college, uh, got my degree, uh, got into the teaching coaching. That was my dad's, one of my dad's uh, rules, insistence that uh, anybody who's going to come back to the farm needed an off-farm income. So anyway, I decided I, I, I kind of took to coaching. I, you know, and so anyway, we, uh, we ended up, this was my second job. First one was in Atwood, Kansas for three years, coaching, teaching. Then I, uh, the job came open in Burlington. I believe it was the fall of 80, 1984. And so we moved here and um, uh, began doing the wrestling, head wrestling coaching. And uh, that's kind of where I came from. Gotcha. So you start out in Goodland, you start out farming and then, right. Or not farming, but you grew up on a farm. I grew up on, farmed, yeah, I right? grew up on a farm. And, uh, at, at the time that's, uh, my dad was, was kind of in the process of building a farm us boys and, uh, were the cheap hired labor, <laughs> um, which is true in most farms back then. Um, we got involved. I kind of get a feeling that this is going to lead into wrestling is that right Troy? oh yeah yeah for sure that's <laughs> we, what i want to talk about well so dad was a wrestling coach here in burlington uh his background uh for those of you who don't remember was, was ben duell was my dad he wrestled one year in high school and then went on to k-state where he's going to school and he wrestled there i think a year and a half maybe two years but then he had to quit because he got a good job washing dishes in the lunchroom for 25 cents an hour. <laughs> so if that, you know, I, I, I am absolutely sure there are people out there young enough they cannot relate to that. But that's the way it was back in the you know, late 40s, early 50s. Gotcha. So you have a pedigree of wrestling. Uh, well, yeah, so to speak. And so with Dad being a coach... I had a younger brother, Fred, who was a year younger than me, a little less than a year younger. Dad used to take us everywhere. He he coached and went. He'd uh, throw myself and my brother Fred out on the mat. We would do an exhibition match between us um, before matches. So that's how we kind of got acclimated to wrestle in front of people. That's awesome. But so how old were you when that happened? Oh, six, seven, eight, uh. you know, maybe nine. Uh, we were pretty little. He also had several other Burlington kids around. Uh, Daryl and Bryce Monosmith, Gary Rhodes. Um, I believe Mike Rock might have even been involved in that to some extent. But 
I, I always remember, well, I was just scared to death. You know, he'd put us out there. And anyway, that's how we, we, we got acclimated to the, to the competition. We didn't really start um, competitive, you know, wrestling till we were in the, I was in the seventh grade, un, unlike today. Gotcha. When you say you were scared, it was just like being in front of all the people or oh, actually scared know, to go wrestle because you no, probably were wrestling your brother. No, I, I mean, lunch, right? it just being out in front of people sure. like that, you know? And, and, uh, so anyway, that, that was, uh, um, we got an early start in that respect. And then we also got a lot of, uh, uh, teaching coaching at home and we wore out a couple of living room rugs and broke a few in tables and that kind of stuff. And, as we got older, I can remember almost every wrestling session ended up in some kind of a fight with a fist being thrown or an <laughs> elbow in the back or something like that. I mean, and I know a lot of guys can relate to that, but back in that But day. you know what? It's so important, right? Because uh, I'm, my son, Logan, who's just turned seven, he's been peewee wrestling. And I just think it's important because even when he was like three or four, we start, you know, you start wrestling roughhousing. Like, that's so important, I think, to at a young age to take that up. You know what I mean? It's just... Well, my dad had a way of explaining. He says, you know, the, one of the most natural things for little boys and girls, actually, at that age to do is to, he called it scuffling. Right. Scuffle. Well, you throw in a couple of moves, and now all of a sudden you have wrestling. And, uh, yeah, I think you, you mentioned... I think it's uh, important, you know, we could get into a long discussion about when do you start, how soon do you start, what, and, and, and I think that what you mentioned, you, you are already rolling around with your son and, and doing stuff with him at home, not, not right. in a real, you know, competitive manner, but I had a brother who was a year younger than me. I think anytime you see those situations and parents get them directed in the right direction, you see possibly some some wrestlers that begin to you know maybe have success a little earlier than others but um you know that that could that'd be a long discussion about what is the right age to start kids at my my, my thought on it in all the years I coached was I encourage parents to get their kids into wrestling and come to the practices you know they're around other kids it was a good social deal they learned a little bit of wrestling um, they got to be around their friends or buddies yeah. and hopefully we made it fun for them. But in terms of competition, that's something, you know, they said, well, when should we start taking tournaments? I said, well, that's, I don't know that there's, there's any cut and dried age. I, I think that, it, you know, it, it's, um, good if a kid wants to, I think you want to keep them hungry. They all, they, in other words, they want to do it. It's better to say, I want to go. And then. Then, uh, then you have to tell them, no, we can't this week because we got this and this due. As opposed, to, I don't feel like right. You're going to go wrestle this weekend, right. and you're, so you know. And and we never really got forced to wrestle as as kids. It was like there just wasn't anything else to do. Type deal. I used to tell. I like telling the story. So we were, you know, of our stature, we weren't really built for basketball. However any basketballs were around our house were always flat. And, you know, we'd go out there and 
they made pretty good kickballs or dodgeball type to hit people with. But, yeah, how do you get that dang ball to bounce? I mean, we were little kids, and, you know, you'd watch. They, they were starting to have basketball on TV way back in the dark ages. And, <laughs> I mean, you know, how do they get those balls back? So I was like a, you know, I was kind of a slow learner. But it was, I was like seventh grade before I figured out, man, they put air in those things. And I got into <laughs> seventh grade PE, and, man, those balls bouncing all over every place. But, anyway, that's uh, – we kind of got – Sort of, it wasn't like, hey, if you don't wrestle, you don't have a place to live or anything like that. That's just what we did and right. what the boys did, you know. Well, and I think even what the point I was making was that natural contact. Just when, because I noticed with Logan when he's like four or five, and just the bond of just yeah. getting down and not, not yeah. even trying to coach him up to wrestling. I wrestled too, and just, but not even with that in mind, but just that, you know, you're just teaching them and they're getting to play with you and they're getting to get that contact it, and getting comfortable. Then they're going to rough house and then it, we're breaking stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and, and, and then my right. wife's like, yeah. great, you, you broke yeah. that, you knocked over this. And so I'm sure. very familiar with that. I think you're, I think, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And uh, that's kind of the way it uh, was around our house. Now, I remember when, uh, growing up, my two boys uh, doing the same thing. And there were times I, I look back, I probably got a little too rough. I mean, I, Probably knocked them around a little too hard on occasion. It was kind of like, I guess, what a, a mother bear does to her cub bears when they're, you know, trying to teach them how to survive out in the wild. Maybe right. that's kind of a crude uh, no. statement, but th- but that's kind of yeah. the way it was. And so, anyway, it, it was. Uh, it, it's a good. It's a good sport. Uh, I think there's a lot that can be learned from it. Uh, it's obviously an individual sport. You're going to get out. Uh, what you want to you know get out of it what you put into it um it's not a sport where um unlike some of the factions in our uh, uh, country today that would like to make everybody equal everybody isn't equal right there are strong guys and there are weak guys there are you know quick guys and slow guys and and, you know everybody doesn't win all the time and so You know, there there are some lessons to learn in there, I, I believe, about about real life. And I, I like to think that, to some extent, I was able to teach some of those things to the young men I worked with is, 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 is through our program here at Burlington. Oh, I'm certain of that. And like we talked about before we started the podcast, there's nothing like it. I mean, unless you've done it, it's hard to... It's hard to explain to somebody. I think that's what you said. How do you explain what it's like to go out in that match? Because it's just you. And I remember the fear, you know, getting into it and just, it's one-on-one. And there were some times I'd be, and I was tall and lanky and I, I would leg ride. And there were just some guys that were big because I was wrestling 160 wow. I, or around that when I was a sophomore. And then I remember one guy was just a big, you know, a little bit shorter, but very, very muscular. And he was pounding his head against the locker. And I'm like, oh boy. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, and I just I was better conditioned. So those, those kinds scared me too. That's, they were yeah. pounding their head in the locker, man. I and was, that's not even a joke. I, I mean, he really was. And I was like, "Ooh, yeah. this is this will be interesting." But so seventh grade is where you started competitive, actual then, competitive, yeah, actual competitive. And then walk me through high school, and then let's get into where that went after that into the meat of wrestling. Well, I uh, you know remember a little bit at, at junior high at, at Goodland High School. Or at, at Goodland Junior High School, it was um, um, we were the we were the Mustangs. I can't remember the name of the school. We just called it the Junior High School. Um, I went through there, um, 
And, you know, a lot of these stories I'm telling you, I told my wrestlers because I thought they had some merit. So I remember as a seventh grader on the bus, we were on a bus ride over to Hoxie, Kansas. We were going to wrestle them in a junior high duel. And I'm sitting next to my, to my um, you know, a friend of mine. And I'm telling him, he says, yeah. I said, I'm, this is me speaking. I'm probably going to go undefeated this year because my dad's a coach. You know, well, I got my butt beat that very first match, and I was just devastated. And, you know, I I don't remember much about it except that I bragged about how good I thought I was, and then I got beat. That kind of humbled me Ooh. right there. Uh, another thing I remember about that junior high, um, I, I think I learned from that, but I, I, I my, senior, my, my eighth grade year, uh, we were getting ready to wrestle Burlington uh, in a duel where my dad was a coach. So we competed. My dad coached against us. That was kind of a oh. unique situation, and, and I think people got a little bit of a kick out of that. And I can tell you this, my dad never, I mean, he coached his kids to beat us. I, I can tell you that. He wasn't showing any favoritism. Um, but I got beat out the night before in a ranking match. I lost a ranking match. And so I wrestled JV that, that uh, match. And I remember my dad being pretty upset you know it was, to him is a reflection on him you know anyway um that's what i remember about junior high and i we, we had you know back in in that day goodland was a pretty good sized school we we probably had 75 80 kids out for the two grades i mean it was wow. a pretty crowded uh, practice room and i remember i wrestled 72 pounds as a as a um no 76 as a seventh grader 92 as an eighth grader and, you know, those are just some things I, I remember. That's a good memory. Well, <laughs> yeah, a few of the things I can remember. <laughs> I, I, I haven't lost it all yet. Right. And in high school? So what was your career in high school? Well, so um, uh, started off kind of the same way. Uh, oh, so as, a, as an eighth grader, I'll back up a bit. As an eighth grader, I, I wasn't much of a basketball player, and I didn't get to play much. I just, you know, didn't know you know what was going on out there and so uh eighth grade my dad made arrangements and i bust up to the high school after our, uh, our wrestling season was over and i kind of hung around got to work out with some of the high school kids you know uh, the high school practice and the high school coaches allowed it so then that uh freshman year i start out the season with a ranking match with a kid that was a senior and he beat me in a kind of a what I still remember as a controversial match. That's coming from my side of the deal. <laughs> anyway, I got beat out. And again, it was the night before we were to wrestle Burlington in a duel meet against my dad. Well, um, my dad was a little upset at that. And so anyway, two times that happened. My wow. why, why that happens, I don't know. Maybe I didn't want to wrestle. Yeah, psychologically. Know. <laughs> who, who knows? I mean, I guess the psychologist can uh, figure that oh, yeah. one out. But um, I did come back the next week. We had another ranking match, and I um, won pretty decisively against his kid. In fact, I put him in a hold. It's called a crossbody ride guillotine. Now, people that yep. don't know wrestling wouldn't understand that. But um, anyway, it... It wasn't anything illegal. It was just hard, tough wrestling. It kind of 
crack some ribs, put them in a crunch, and basically he was out for the rest of the year. I mean, I I just you know, had gone out there to try to make a statement. So anyway, so then I'm on the varsity. I had no clue what being a state champion was or what that even entailed. I can't even say that was my goal. I it was just a matter of okay, we got another match this next week and go out there and wrestle the best sure. I knew how, you know. And so anyway, the season went on. I remember. I think I got about, oh, I don't know what it was, a third of the way through the season. I remember my record was like, I don't know, 8-0, 9-0. I, you know, I was doing pretty good, and I go up against a kid from Hoxie named Steve Pope, and you're going you're gonna to keep thinking I have a great memory because I remember all this stuff. But anyway, this kid was, was good. He ended up being a two- or three-time state champion in his own right. They were in a lower class, but... We we went against each other and he drubbed me pretty good and 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 I do remember that vividly. It was a ten point spanking and I probably should have been pinned, but I squirmed just oh. enough to keep from getting pinned. And I came off the mat and I was just emotionally and physically exhausted. I, I didn't have enough energy to cry, which I thought I was supposed to do because I got beat. <laughs> but anyway, long story short, I end up going the rest of the year undefeated and I ended up winning a state championship as a freshman and wow. um you know I I found out that there were several or at least one for sure uh guys from Goodland who had won state as a freshman one of them happened to be a guy I remember named Norman House he's a uh, uh, you know big farmer over in the Goodland area anyway and and I I'd never met him or anything at that time. So I thought, you know, okay. So and I I didn't realize that was necessarily that big of a thing. My, it's a pretty my big dad, deal to yeah, win as know, a freshman. You know, my dad was, well, it was that was the other thing. So I was at 98 pounds. I was a pretty scrawny little dripping wet guy at, at that weight. Um, there weren't very many juniors and seniors at that weight, obviously, at that low of a weight. I I just, uh, my dad did a very, uh, maybe too good of a job keeping us boys grounded in the wrestling. It wasn't, I mean, it wasn't like we got to celebrate or feel real good about, you know, we got a lot of coaching on what we need to do different and better and that kind of stuff. And it, it kind of worked for me, I guess you could say, because I, I didn't like it. I didn't want to listen to him, but after he left, when he was done talking to me, I would, you know, think about it and I'd. Hey, he's maybe, right. Maybe, maybe maybe that'll work, you know. But that was kind of my uh, competitive nature. And so then I, I um, one question on that. So did sure. you have to go against Steve Pope again? No, he was in a smaller class. They were in a. If I'd have had to, I'm, I, I at that time I don't know whether I could have beat. I don't know. Well, it worked I, I, out the yeah, way it was supposed worked to. Worked out, yeah, yeah. way it was supposed to. He so he. I think he won state that year. He was a year ahead of me. He was a sophomore. Uh, we did meet again when he was a senior and I was a junior, and I, how would I say it? I beat him. Uh, some people a good say, way you, to say you it. got revenge. I, yeah. don't, I didn't look at that. I just knew I had a, a, a very good wrestler to wrestle. And uh, Was that at state or was that no, just in No, a that was just in a regular dual meet. Um, so anyway, the, so I ended up uh, uh, going the next, uh, you know, three years uh, without a, 
loss on my high school Oh, record. man, I did not know that. Um, I don't remember you telling me that. So yeah, Well, I, I mean... It's so okay. sophomore, junior... I, hey, I don't, I no, don't have I mean, a tattoo on my shoulder or anything. No, but I mean, that. that's a big deal. So, I mean, as a wrestler, I get that. So sophomore, junior, senior, nut, undefeated? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, as I like to told told people, that uh, that was a bad enough weapon, that one loss. I That lasted me quite a while, Troy. And... and you know, I, I got to say that that I'll be blunt with you. I feel like God blessed me with an, an unusual ability to to uh, with with wrestling ability, but but to pick up moves and, and and just it was something that came pretty natural for me. And I'm I'm yep. I'm not bragging. That's just the way it was. I I I picked up things that it just they seemed easy. And frankly, down the road, it 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 I had to learn in my coaching that everybody wasn't like that. There were there were certain things that needed to be worked on and drilled and taught that I basically took for granted. I just thought everybody knew how to do. So right. yeah, I struggled a little bit, you know, in my first 10, 15 years of coaching. But well, but I mean, being a four-time champion, that's not just <clears throat> there's gotta be a little bit of intrinsic talent obviously. And then you have the coaching with your dad and you have the will. So, cause it's not going to just happen. I mean, you had the talent, like you're saying the God given you were blessed. Well, there were a lot of things that went into that, Troy. Um, um, number one, you got to have a little bit of luck. I, right. I, I got dozens of stories to tell didn't you about luck. I probably, yeah, and I didn't get hurt. I should have been beaten probably Eight, ten, maybe a dozen times, and that were just I close should've. matches that you barely always, won. Or yeah, I had several more than a few. I I should have, uh, um, like I used to tell people, I wasn't, um, I wasn't smart enough to know when I was beat, and and so yeah, there were plenty of. It wasn't like I beat everybody thirty nothing or pinned everybody by any means. I I just, you know, there were there were plenty of close matches for sure, and. Uh, Anyway, what I like to what I like to bring up in this day and age, what I think is to me is really interesting, is that the difference now we have all this social media, and a kid wins his first match as a freshman in high school. I mean, everybody's already talking about him being a four time state champion, you know. And certainly, if you win a championship as a freshman, then that yeah. gets brought up, and it's all over the you know, Twitter, it's all over Facebook, it's all over the forums and the wrestling website, all over the newspapers. Well, back then, um, as I like to to, to remember, um, so I, I win that fourth title, and everybody's saying, well, are you the first one? Has anybody else ever done it? Well, I sure as heck didn't know. I didn't, and so somebody, I remember... Somebody said, well, we may have to call the Wichita Eagle Beacon. We may have to, uh, how can we look in this? We may have to call the Kansas Activity Association. Right. Nobody knew. If I remember correctly, I didn't, and I don't know that I was ever formally told or ever found out. I think I was down in college my freshman year when somebody called, so yeah, they, somebody they had an article said you were, the, they discovered you were the first four-timer. Well, see, it took that long. Nowadays it wouldn't, you know. Right. And I'll be honest with you, I I don't know if I'd have been mentally tough enough or 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 to be able to, you know, handle what the press would have done, you know, as I got ready to go, 
in my senior year as a fourth one or whatever. I mean, they, you know, they make a big deal. You, I mean, you read a lot of press clippings about how good somebody is if they're getting ready to go over their fourth and where they're going to college and all this stuff. So, um, yeah, there was a lot. And, and the other thing we had, or I had, I was a recipient of, is we, in, in my uh, uh, four years of high school, our team won state twice and got second twice. We had a pretty darn tough practice room. In fact, it was one of those kind that we couldn't wait to get to a competition because it was going to be, we knew it was going to be a lot easier what we were seeing in our own practice room. It was just one of those deals. We had a bunch of studs in our practice room, and I can relate to that in, in coaching. Uh, the years we had good teams, we had really tough kids, really good kids, and, 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 and enough of them, you know. And uh, so, you know, a lot of things lined up. And to, that, to help out with that. that really is something. I mean, to be the first one in Kansas to win four titles. Yeah, I. I, I mean, I'm just. I saying, guess it, I mean, ha- you know, I guess it just... has to be. I mean, I don't. Somebody had to be the first one. I don't. You know, I don't. I don't know why it was me or why it. Ha- I, it well, and I think it's it funny because you don't even find out until you're a freshman wrestling well, that, right at college. And that was due. That was due to the times. The times, but yeah. I mean, that's a big deal because yeah. you come back and then you find out. Oh, I, I, hey, you, I was the first person to ever but, do this. You know, it, it wasn't like I ever got to bask in that glory because I was. <laughs> I was already in college uh, wrestling at Oklahoma State, and I can I can tell you so many stories. I mean, in my mind, I remember that I was maybe pretty good coming out of Goodland High School, and I'm going down to Oklahoma State. Well, I didn't make that real really make that correlation that jump, and I wasn't you know like afraid or anything i just didn't have any idea i remember walking in the very first day of the practice to the practice room and there's this guy over there and i don't i don't remember who it was now he says hey you that four-time state champion from kansas and i'm yeah he says come on over here let me see what you got (laughs) and it was like i got tossed from one end of the practice room to the other and i also remember that I was probably we're probably a good two months into practice that, that freshman year before I scored a point. Whoa. And I scored a point because the kid I was wrestling got a little rough and he kinda drilled me into the padded wall. I mean kind of a nasty move and coach says I can't remember he says Jake says, That's illegal, you can't do that. One point dwell, there's your first point. <laughs> And that's how you got the first that's point, how I huh? got, uh, Yeah, I mean, I, that's the truth. And I I wanted to quit really bad. Whoa, okay. Oh, I wanted to quit. I wanted to give up. I was. I remember calling my mom and on the a phone. Four-time state champion, and you were Well, thinking, you I mean, got to understand, though, and, and I found this out later when I got there. I mean, four-time state champions in a practice room like that at any of these top universities, they're a dime a dozen. They're, they're just all over the place. And now they're just, you know, and right. – uh, um, there were three timers and two timers all over the place. And that practice room was like a phew, state championship match every single time out. It was I mean, the, that, best, yeah, the best one of the best, best. One of the so. best in the country, you know, top top five perennially for the most part. And I remember calling my mom. and Mom, I want to come home. I want to quit. She says, why do you want to do that? And I said, I, I'm just tired. I don't, I'm not doing any good. These guys are kicking my butt. I'm, I'm getting beat all over the place. She says, okay. 
She says, maybe you ought to talk to your dad about it. And she acted like she was getting ready to hand him the phone. I said, uh, no, Mom, I, I tell you what, let me call you back later. I, I got to go. I, I got to go. I wasn't about to bring that up with my dad. He wouldn't have taken to. He'd have, he'd have probably said something like, uh, go ahead, but find another place to live and find a job, you know. And I wasn't right. quite ready to do that. And I'm, thank goodness my parent, my dad, would, wouldn't, wouldn't uh, I don't even know if he ever knew I wanted to quit. I, I don't know if Mom ever told him or not, probably not, but. You know, thank goodness they didn't let me because even though it didn't turn out the way I wanted, uh, the way I dreamed it would, I what I learned down there, you know, I carried with me the rest of my life. experience of that I wouldn't trade for anything. I still, those are some of my best friends, my old wrestling teammates. Well, you know, two questions about that that came to mind. The, uh, the coach that you had in Goodland, how was that comparable to your dad? I mean, did you pick up a lot from your your the Goodland in high school? Or I mean, you know, um, who was the coach? The coach there was Rocky Welton, and anybody in this area that knows anything about wrestling will remember that name. Um, he was an outstanding coach. He probably won eight or ten total state team championships. I, wow. I can't remember the for sure number. I know he won three in Goodland. I think um, he then went on to Garden City where he won okay. a whole batch of uh, championships. Wow. Um, what I remember, Rocky, and, and by the way, Rocky just passed away not too long ago. He, okay. He, um, um, I remember that he didn't, He his, his strength wasn't technique. He was very, very basic in his instruction. And my dad used to take my brother Fred and I, Everywhere he went to to wrestling clinics. Uh, when they do their yearly clinic, um, he'd take us there up here to in Aurora, Colorado, is where they had it every year. And right. we'd go to that, and I I picked up lots of stuff going to those. Now that's how we had to learn back then because we didn't have the internet, we didn't have right. videos, we didn't have you know uh, social media. I mean, nowadays you can get on YouTube. If, if you plug in a move you want to learn, you can. I mean, good grief, what tools kids have these days to learn. Yep. There's no excuse for not learning something. Sure. So I would find something and learn something, or Dad would teach it to us, and I'd come back to our practice room in Goodland, and I'd want to, man, I just, I guess that's where I got my coaching in. See, I wanted to show my coach. I wanted to show all the other kids. Well, Rocky was a little bit, you know, no, wait a minute here. You know, I'm... I'm the coach, you're not type D. And what he didn't like me, he just, I guess, didn't want his authority being threatened or whatever. And he used to he used to have this um, quote that he'd say stuff like, you know, I don't want anybody using any of that junk wrestling stuff, you know, that junk move stuff. Well, and, and I pretty much believed it, um, except that I learned later on that the only difference between a, good move and a junk move is whether it works, you know, if it works, it's a good move, you know? And so my philosophy got adjusted along the way too, but I remember that. And, and, uh, um, he, he really didn't like me coming, you know, wanting to try to show other kids moves or stuff, you know? And and I Mm. just, that's what I like to do. I probably the thing I like the most, I just loved showing wrestling moves, wrestling technique. And, Actually, that was a detriment for quite a while in my coaching. I I, I wanted to show too much. I wanted mm. to show everything I knew. And that, that wasn't a good, I mean, to just 
you know, kids' mind explode. They didn't. Yeah, they too didn't, much to bite off. Too, too much, yeah. you know, and, and we need to focus on a few different things. So the coaching was an evolution, and uh, I've, you know, told many people I – it took me probably 15 years to figure some things out, maybe maybe more. And I, uh, I wasn't a very good coach early on. I I knew a lot about wrestling, and I I, I could show moves, I could teach moves, um, technique, but I didn't know a lot about coaching. I didn't know how to coach. That would that took a long time to figure out. To figure out how to yeah. Gotcha. Well, and then my other question that I was going to ask is, <clears throat> at what point in your high school career did you start thinking, hey, I'm going to use this to go the next level i mean was it after oh, like two two three championships you no, started thinking hey no so part of that story is that as my dad had in had two state championship teams here in in burlington and we need to talk about the burlington program overall i did it, 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 i mean i don't want this to be just about me i know we will i but. was um you know, I guess part of the Burlington program, but it, you know, the, the duel has a, has a history there where my dad coached for so long. Um, anyway, uh, I forgot what we were talking about. Well, no, I, I, I just wanted to know, like you get to be a, a junior or a okay, senior, so, and you're like, oh, yeah. hey, I'm going go so, to go so, to one of the best wrestling programs no, in college. My dad had, uh, he had two kids that were a year older than I was, Doug Thompson and Daryl Monosmith, both very good high school wrestlers, and both of them had some accomplishments at the senior level on the national level. At Burlington. Yeah, but, you know, going to, like, junior national tournaments in the summer, that kind of stuff. So they got recruited by Oklahoma State. Ah. And so that was a natural kind of a fit for me to – I just just wanted to go down there. I, I, I – I had opportunities to go elsewhere. I, I could have gone to CU. I could have gone to Iowa State. Could have gone to K State. And, and and you know, people are going to look at me, hear this, and think I I was an idiot. I probably was. I I, I was scared to go on recruiting trips. I was kind of a introvert. I was a shy kid at that age. Um, I didn't go on my recruiting trip to Iowa State. Um, because in my mind, I thought, I thought that the, the coach at the time, Harold Nichols, I thought they would get me up there, and they keep me there. They wouldn't let me come home unless I signed. I mean, that's how naive I was. I mean, I, I, yeah, I was just. You a, don't know what you're doing. I'm just yeah. a old Western farm, uh, Kansas farm kid, Troy. I mean, yeah. I was, I was naive about a lot of stuff. And um, anyway, I uh, come my senior year, and, and Coach Oklahoma State kind of started contacting me, but. Even then, it wasn't a full-fledged recruiting trip. Uh, uh, and I never even went down there on a recruiting trip. He just basically, you know, I wanted to go there, so I signed the deal. Nowadays, kids will, and, and it's probably smart of them, but they'll milk it. I mean, if, they got, if they're allowed three or four recruiting trips, they're going to take them to their max. And right. you know what? They, they, they go on these trips. They learn things. They meet new kids. Uh, they make friends. I mean, that's just the way the wrestling community is. Right. I didn't do that. I kind of had, if I had to do it over again, I would have. Um, I remember my dad telling me one time, or, or maybe I heard him talking to somebody, when he wrestled at K-State, he remembers going to meet and watching Oklahoma State wrestle and just being like, oh, and he, and he said, I, I, I told myself that if I ever have sons that can wrestle, in college, they're going to go to Oklahoma State. Oh, okay. And so 
there was no pressure from him to do that at all. Right. Um, and I was, I came along at a good time. I was fortunate, uh, Troy. Back then, uh, NCAA Division One wrestling was giving out uh, twenty to twenty-three or four full scholarships. Now they are down to nine point nine. So I got lucky. I I was able to get a full scholarship. That was for five years. I got all you know all my college paid for. I had to pay for I think a half a sem uh, one semester because I I was yeah I, I took say my, it's I took, I mean, took you, my time. You, you earned know? it. I mean, it was well, fortunate. Yeah, I mean, I did earn that scholarship. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm and I'm still earning it because I got aches and pains like I, I bet. Mean, just from. You know, but but anyway, it was a worthwhile experience. I'm glad I didn't come out of college with a bunch of debt. But yeah, I sure worked for it. But times have changed. I mean, the 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 scene, the college uh, sports scene was totally different uh, then than it is now. I mean, now it's a pretty much a 12 month out of the year job. Back then, it was five six months at the most. Yeah, it's like a so, career. Yeah, it's a, when it, you it go is. over there so, now. Yeah, I mean they they keep tabs on you. Um, we had one of the most unclean wrestling rooms in the country, and here we were, one of the top universities to wrestle. Weird. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it was just, I mean, if people went down there, it, it was just disgusting, but that's where it was. That's what we did, you know. I, yeah. I didn't know. I mean, I didn't. Now, nowadays, kids will go, and a lot of times the fanciest workout facility attracts them, you know, and they're mm -hmm. spending millions of dollars on on uh, all kinds of sports facilities, not yep. just wrestling. You know, it's, it's big money. You have so, to to keep up and compete yeah. and recruit. Yeah. So I didn't decide. I mean, it wasn't, I, I guess it, I remember thinking, well, I, just what you do, you go on to college, you wrestle, you know. On full and, scholarship. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and that didn't really hit me either. I didn't really know what, you know, what that no, it's meant. Just, it's a big deal. You just know, like um, nowadays, uh, I think there's there is not anything uh, such as a full scholarship because coaches, as you understand, if there's nine point nine full scholarships mm -hmm. to give that the NCAA allows. They have to use those, and there are ten varsity spots on the to put on the mat. So they break those up in all kinds of different ways, and there's they do all kinds of things, you know, like Pell grants and trying to right. find what kids uh, can can get money doing or maybe their parents qualify or their family or something. So it's quite a uh, – you have to be quite an accountant as a, as a head college coach these days. Yeah, it's changed. So, so did you wrestle all four years in college? I did. I, um, um, I would say in a nutshell I had an illustrious career. My freshman year I went down there. I had no clue what I was doing. Um. I lost a close ranking match. They used to have used to be a really big deal for colleges to have their opening of their season would be what they'd call the for ours would be the orange black match and okay. they'd match up kids maybe the top two guys that were in the weight and and have them go against each other. Now you don't see that as much anymore. They just they, they don't seem to do it and it was usually uh, five or six thousand attendance, which you know. Oklahoma State usually drew big crowds down. I bet. And it just this was just for the basically the tryout match. Wow. Okay. And so um, anyway, I lost that match real close. The next week, the kid that beat me, and he was a uh, 
he was a um, runner-up the year before in the Big 8 tournament. So, you know, he, he wasn't any slouch. Mm-hmm. Um, he twisted his ankle real bad and was out like three, four weeks. And so that pushed me into the slot. That was at 126 pounds. When I went down there, I was playing on wrestling 118. And I think I maybe got down to 119 and a half one time. And then this scenario happened, and good thing because I'd have probably been dead trying to make 118. I just, uh, man, it was too much, yeah. And anyway, um, so I ended up being the varsity 26-pounder at the time. Uh, They didn't have anybody else to put in there. I mean, I guess I kind of won it by default because this kid got hurt. So then he came back, and he was, the rule was the, the challenger had to win two in a row. Well, he was a challenger. He could never beat me two in a row, so I kept the varsity spot all year. Hmm. And um, I got third in the Big 8 tournament that year. It was a Big 8 back then. And then I went to Nationals, and I got four. I, I won four and lost two and was in the whisker being a legitimate All-American. But then at the end of the year, the coaches, they have this deal, which they still do, and I got voted by the coaches cross-country be on the freshman All-American team. And so I think I, I don't even remember if I got a plaque or not. If I did, I couldn't find it. And then the next year, I call it, and I'm just giving a history of what yeah. happened. You know, I got kind of a, a, a snub year. They had a kid coming back who had been injured in a car wreck the year before. His name was Billy Martin. He was from Virginia. He was good. He was good, but... He sat out a year, recovered from his car injuries. He was second in, in the the um, national tournament two years before, and we wrestled. And he, I think he won a couple of different matches by you know point, real close. Wow. And so then, basically, what happened? And this is another. As I look back, I was just naive. I didn't understand. I. I I was dumb. I mean, I just wasn't very smart. I, The coach asked me, um, you know, and I'm going into pretty in-depth. This may or may not interest people. But he asked me, he says, you know, he brought me, he says, what do you want to do? And, you know, when I tell this story to my old wrestling buddies, they all laugh because you'd have to have been there and know the scene, who the coach was and all this. And I said, well, I just want to do what's best for the team. That's kind of the way I was brought up. Well, in reality, what I should have done, I should have taken a redshirt year. I should have redshirted because this guy, they're not going to leave a NCAA runner-up off the team. Right. Even though he wasn't as good as he used to be because of his car injury. Well, long story short, coach, and, and maybe the coach should have made that decision. I don't know. I didn't know what a redshirt meant. Mm-hmm. I, here's what I thought it meant, Troy. I thought it meant that if I said, yeah, I'd like to redshirt and get ready for next year, that... That man, I was saying, well, I'm scared of Billy Martin, and I know I can't beat him. That was stupid, but that's what I thought. And so, anyway, I ended up wrestling like six matches that year and burning my red shirt. So, you know, it is what it was. Yeah. And and so, anyway, I come back, and the next year, between that sophomore and junior year, I had a – I tore up my knee in a summer freestyle tournament. In Parsons, Kansas, and 
I spent that year trying to adjust and figure out how to wrestle with a bum knee, and it all kept going out on me all the time. And so I ended up that year, I ended up being picked over to wrestle at the end of the year. I wrestled in and out, and they had another kid that they wanted. Basically, the coach wanted him to wrestle. Mm-hmm. He, that's who he wanted. This kid had never made 126. So we have a ranking match, and I win the ranking match. I still remember. I won it 7-1. to one. I mean, some things just stick in your mind. Yep. Well, the coach makes a decision that he wants the other kid to wrestle. It didn't matter the ranking match. Now, that that's not an uncommon scenario in college. Coaches are under the gun to win. They're going to do what they, you know, can do to, to put the best if they think. Mm. So anyway, and, and I was cutting weight pretty hard. So when he told that, I just said, heck with this, man. I'm done for the year. And, I man, I went and found something to eat and something to drink because I was hungry and thirsty. I probably gained, you know, I mean, Two days later, uh, I get a call from one of my teammates. Says, "Hey, he said we can't find this this other kid. He 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 skipped no. town. <laughs> he says, can you make weight? This was like three hours before the turn. You know, we were weighing. I go, what are you talking about? I'm probably 20, 15, 18 pounds over at the time. And long story short, this kid couldn't make the weight, so he basically disappeared and crawled oh, in the hole. Man. So we went to the NCAA. Tur- well, we went the Big Eight. And the NCAA tournament without a 126 pounder. We oh. were short. We only had nine guys instead of ten. We lost the NCAA tournament that year by I think six points. To Iowa won it, and Iowa State was second. And um, um, by the way, for anybody that's listening and remembers um, wrestling back then, that was the same year that Daryl Monosmith upset uh frank santana in the finals of the big eight tournament um and he was declared the outstanding wrestler it was was one of the biggest they claim that that was the might have been the biggest match in oklahoma state history it won oklahoma state the big eight tournament that year and um, what year was this that would have been in 1978 man that's a story huh oh yeah yeah so you guys so they took third oklahoma state uh, they Wait, took third in the NCAA in the tournament. C- yes. In the NCAA, in the, in the not NCAA. even the Big Eight. The Big Eight, they won Holy because smokes. of Daryl Monisman. Now, Darryl, yeah, no, and I get that, but I mean, you took they took third, and that's without that's missing a, yeah. a 126 pounder that could have been there if that decision wouldn't. I yeah, mean, I'm not yeah. you know not reliving history. No, but no, that's, but I've relived wow. it plenty of times, yeah. and, and I did back then. I've let it go a long time yeah. ago. I had to, but well, thanks for sharing I'd like, that. I'd that's like to think story. that I could have won, maybe. Two, maybe even three matches. That that would have been the six point difference, right? You know, maybe I don't sure. know. Who knows what the draw yeah. would have been? I mean, there's yeah. so many like things. You that said could it happen. is what it is, but that's a but story. that's a piece of Burlington history. You know, Daryl was a um, a Big Eight champion. He was the outstanding wrestler. Uh, a lot of publicity over that. He was a two time All American. Doug Thompson never uh, quite made it uh, at that level. Um, but Daryl was, yeah, he was good. He, he, mm. uh, um, and uh, Santana was a defending national champion. That's what made it even bigger that when he upset this guy. Wow. So, it, it, yeah, it was big well, stuff. Quite a year. They claim, if anybody's ever read the stories, they claim that, so the arena where we had this, it's called Gallagher Iba, 
Hank Ibel was a famous basketball coach from Oklahoma State, won two national championships back in the, I want to say the 40s. Uh, Hen, uh, that was Henry, uh, Henry Hank Iba. Ed Gallagher was a famous wrestling coach that won numerous uh, NCAA championships, and, which, by the way, Oklahoma State has the record right now. They have won four, 34 NCAA wrestling championships. Now, none since like 06 or 07, I believe. So they're in a little bit of a drought, but you've got programs like Penn State and Iowa and Ohio State right. who, who have really stepped up their game and, and, and are winning things right now. Um, anyway, I had to, had to throw that in because yeah. that's part of the Burlington story when that it comes is. to wrestling. So <clears throat> through that whole process, you were studying to become – to get your teaching well, license? Or uh, not through or? the whole process. I started out, when I went down there, I had no clue what I was going to do. Somebody asked me what I was majoring in. This is another one of my stupid sayings. I would say, I'm majoring in four years and get out. You know, <laughs> I, I had no clue what I was doing. I just thought all there was in, in, in the world was You had to pick something. Well, I had to pick something. So I started out in general ag. Okay. My first class as a freshman was... 6.30, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, in the morning. Ooh, that's early. I wasn't real good at getting to class, <laughs> and so I fell behind rather quickly. And it wasn't right. an easy class. So I, I think, I don't remember if it was that semester or the next one, I changed my major to get into um, education. I, I thought, you know, so I was thinking, okay, my dad had kind of told me that, you know, if you want to be a teacher, you know, if you want to be a coach, you're probably going to have to be a teacher. Back then, mm -hmm. that was pretty much a given. If you were yeah. going to... Coach, you had to be a teacher to go along with it. I mean, you just didn't see a lot of people coaching that were not teachers. Right. That, that was just kind of a – that went with the territory. That's the way yeah. it was. So, And I thought, well, you know, uh, I don't – I didn't think VOAG – my dad started out as a VOAG teacher in Overbrook, Kansas. I didn't think I wanted to be a VOAG teacher. I thought – Playing games sounded fun, and and being in a big a big classroom. I, I don't think I could have survived just being in a, you know, a classroom and having to talk all day long and sit down. And so anyway, that's where it ended up. So I majored in health, physical education, recreation, and um, that's that's how I got into that deal and ended up doing. I actually taught school for twenty eight and coached for thirty two at Burlington. Not all at <clears throat> Burlington, no. So did you know you were going to come back here, or how did that work out? You know, I, I went to several interviews in Oklahoma, one in Wagner, Oklahoma, one in uh, Stillwell, Oklahoma, uh, and and I would have probably, if I'd have done that, I'd probably end up being a Bassmaster fishing champion or something, because at that time I loved to fish. and okay. I didn't know that. But, cool. but I... I I had this draw. I just, uh, for some reason, I wanted to get back to home to, to get involved in the farming. And I had no, I'll be honest, I had no idea where that was going to lead. Right. And, and I'm still not 100% sure that I can tell you where it's going to lead. I'm just <laughs> I'm just going. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I didn't know at the time. I uh, sure never dreamed I'd be where I was at right now. It's like I told my wife. The other day, you know, we were, you know, we Sunday was our 40th anniversary. And oh, congratulations! So, so I, in the morning, I said, so somebody was asking me that, and I said, well, so I asked him. I said, did you ever think that 
after I kissed you that first time that this is where we'd be 40 years from now? And she says, uh, no. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, anyway, you, you know, you, you just, uh, you got to do some things on faith. You got to, sure. like I told kids many times, you know, you don't have to necessarily know everything you're going to do or, or especially when I had seniors getting ready to go off to college or whether I said, you don't know what you're going to do. That's fine. Um, but I can tell you this, if you get up every morning and get out of bed and put one foot in front of the other, things are probably going to turn out all right. Yeah. You know, um, you know, simple thing like that. Sure. I mean, I wasn't trying to preach or, you know, but, but, but you never know. We, we don't know what's going to happen from one day at a time. Yeah. You got to look ahead. You got to have, I think, dreams. You got to have goals. You got to, you know, my goals in, in coaching, I wanted to have state champions. I wanted to have state champion teams. I wanted to help kids, um, you know, reach their fullest potential. And like I told you, early on, uh, probably the first 10, 15 years, my first, my focus was on, I thought in order to be a good coach, you had to win state championships and have state champions. And, and that's all I wanted. And that was, for me, that was pretty selfish. I see now. And once I started, I, I went to a, I heard it twice that year, once at a, at a coaching clinic, and then once at the beginning of the year teaching, um, uh, we, we, we have a, a meeting at the beginning, and they'd usually get somebody to come in and talk to us, and our superintendent would say a few words and whatever, and, and, and the saying was this, you know, kids will never care how much you know until they know how much you care. And I think, yeah. you know, that really, uh, that really hit me between the eyes, you know. And so, and I don't remember what year that was, but I started trying to do a little bit more about, you know, trying to find out and figure out and, and, and be a little more sensitive to what kids were dealing with, you know, what their, you know, that the understanding that their life wasn't all just about, um two hours in a practice room, you know. Right. Now, I did say, look, I said, guys, I know we all got different things going around uh, on. I said, but I said, when you're in here for an hour and a half, two hours, I mean, that's where your focus got to be. I know it can be hard sometimes. It's hard for me sometimes. Guess what? I don't want to be here today. And I'm telling you, too, you know where I'd like to be? I'd like to be out calling in a coyote and shooting it. <laughs> but I said, I'm not. I'm here in the practice right. room because this is what I got to do. This is what I'm committed to doing. And so, you know, uh, when I start getting real, I think with with kids, and and I I struggled early on because you know numbers is pretty important, right? You got to have at least one workout partner for every kid. I mean, ideally. Mm -hmm. Now, um, that's not always going to be the case. So then sometimes you have to get creative. But you know, I I used to man, I'd go in and talk to to uh, uh, Bill Farnsworth or Ray Rhodes, who were two of my mentors that I just thought the world of. I mean, those guys were, they were good. And it's hard to find those kind yeah. anymore. And anyway, they, um, you know, I used to moan and groan about how can I get more kids out? What, what, what do I need to do different? Do I need to, you know, give them a hundred bucks? Come out? I mean, what, what, how do you get more kids out? And so when I talk with my, I had a, my, one of my friends was helping me coach that year, Bryce Monosmith, and even and Gary Rhodes too, who were former state champions here at Burlington. And, right. and you know, we'd say, well, what, what, why did we wrestle? What, what, 
we, we would always come off on this. Well, what made wrestling so fun? And I used to, you know, with kids, they wouldn't come out or they would come out and quit. I would take it personally. I'd get angry at them. Like, you know, you, you know, I'd take it you personal. You'd do it, yeah. Yeah, you, you, you just need to suck it up and be tough, you know. Well, I found out later, you know, that, that was a wrong approach, number one, because when I'd get, you know, angry and upset and, It'd be like carry a grudge again to be like, you know, that's shutting the door. They may change their mind next year, you know, type deal. And so as we would talk, you know, Bryce came up with, well, I don't know that it was so much that it was so fun. It was, but back then it was a lot more fun than what we were going to have to do if we went home after school because our dads right. had something for us to do. Yep. His was, I know, cleaning out the the cattle shed, all the hay and the manure and stuff. And that wasn't fun. And it, it wasn't real easy work. And so, you know, we, we dug in a little deeper. Well, what was fun about wrestling? Jeez. Well, winning is fun. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Uh, did you ever have a fun practice? Not that I can remember. No. Um, wrestling is a tough sport. It's it is. not like you can go out and... And you know, with 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 basketball, and don't get me wrong, I'm I don't knock basketball. It, it it's there, there's a lot to be learned there. In fact, when I coached junior high football, I used to make many references to Michael Jordan because I I just really admired what he had done and yeah. how he'd done it in intensity. But you know what? Uh, you know what are you gonna? Uh, I lost my train of thought again. What was I talking about, Troy? I got Michael off. Jordan and just yeah. But I think you were you, talking about how tough wrestling was and well, it, so it, so it's. It it's that you can go out. You can say, "Hey, you know, Troy, you want to go? Come over tonight. We'll go shoot a few baskets." You know, and Bryce Montesmith, or no, Gary Rhodes used to always bring this up. And yeah, yeah, we, that's okay. We'll go shoot a few baskets. But nobody comes in and says, hey, you want to go? Hey, do Troy, it? you want to go shoot a few takedowns? Uh, <laughs> no, nah, I think I'm good here on my easy chair type deal. You Not know? unless they're so, like and, really. And you, and you into know, it. it it's you got to be, you got to be a little messed up in the head to want to do that kind of stuff and and as a wrestler and, and usually wrestling you don't you don't you don't play wrestling i mean you when you, know, you it's hard not to want to rip the other guy's head off or come out on top you know yeah and so anyway it was you know it was a lot uh so once i started you know facing the reality well i had to figure out a way to make figure out how to make wrestling fun. Well, how do you do that? I mean, you can't make kids win, you know. Uh, so it, 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 for me, it became about encouraging kids more and building them up no matter what. That's no awesome. No matter what. Yep. And then getting, when my two sons came through wrestling, uh, the program, it really opened my eyes. And, and And still, I was pretty stubborn because I grew up in an era where, you don't, you know, you you win because you work harder than the other guy, or you work longer. Well, that meant you have longer, harder practices, and I found out that that could be detrimental. You know, kids don't want to work longer and harder than anybody else. I mean, there's there's a time there's a, and place for a yeah. thing, but they can't do it seven days a week, just right. like you and I can't work seven days a week, twenty four hours a day. We'll burn out. We can't do it, mm -hmm. and so. Um, Anyway, and, and you know, I used to tell people, you know how hard it is. And, and it took a, 
I don't know, maybe a, what would you call it? A soul searching or a, a discovery of my own like self. An epiphany. That, you know, that, that, yeah, there is more to wrestling. There is more to sports than just yeah. winning. Is winning important? Absolutely. Sure. You, don't, you don't go out there to lose. Right. You go out there to win, but you got to learn how to keep things in perspective. And that was part of my job to do that. I hadn't done a very good job of that early on. You know, mm-hmm. I loved it when kids win. I, I hated it when they lost. And I, yeah. I, you know, it's like, oh, why couldn't you win type deal. That's kind of the way I was brought up. I, that was just that era, I guess. And so, anyway, um, do you know how hard it is to encourage a kid, give him encouragement, walking off the mat when he got pinned in 11 seconds? Yeah, because it happened to me That's a few hard. times. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, I, mean, I do. And, and there are things you can say, you know, there yeah. are things you can say. No, you know? I, it was upsetting. I look back and uh, like you were talking about, I mean, when I was wrestling, those practices weren't something that we were looking forward to every day. No. They were rough. No. They were two hours of you're in there or we're running through the halls. They were tough, tough practices, but then you get older and you look back on that and it's life-changing. And so that's, for me, I look back and it was the best thing ever. And then what I remember that was most fun was winning. Oh, the yeah. matches, like I was telling you of the, of the one kid that uh, was from Hinkley, he was smashing his head against, and I yeah. outlasted him yeah. and pinned yeah. him with like 10 seconds left. Yeah. And that bus ride, I remember the bus ride home. Yeah. I remember how we were high five and oh, I'll yeah. never, and I've told, you know, I've told my son, I'll never forget that match. Yeah. Nothing will ever be like that. So I totally, I totally understand so, what you're saying. So another quote that came to mind, I read somewhere and it's, it's don't ever let anybody tell you that winning is not more fun than losing. That's right. Cause it is, it is, but, but and, I get the greater know. good of what you're saying. And I'm these kids and we can talk about today. I mean, you coached them for that many years and, a lot of those kids, that's a safe haven for them after school. If you think about it, especially now, that's what sports that's going on right now. Not in to get to get into yeah, all that, but yeah. you just worry because all a lot of these kids right after school, they're they're doing sports not only from a place to be outside of family, but away from yeah. technology. They're not watching YouTube, which we're on. They're actually out there building uh, relationships with teammates. They're going through it, so it's. I worry about that if we're not going to have sports this fall. Well, you're exactly right. And it, it's not only good exercise. It, it, I mean, if, if that's all you want to look at, it, it'd be a win situation. Yep. Um, I, one of the things I remember, too, is I had to come to the grips with, I wanted everybody to want to be a state champion. Mm-hmm. Well, everybody didn't, I'm not going to say everybody didn't want to be a state champion, but everybody didn't want to work that hard and that wasn't any you know negative toy that, that's just mm-hmm. the way it is that's the fact you know i'll be honest with you i want to be i'd love to be a millionaire but i don't think i want to work hard enough at my age to be a millionaire i mean i'm i you know i am what i am now i, sure. I and i would have said that probably 30 40 years ago too i mean i faced that, that that's like yeah, it'd be great to be a millionaire if somebody gives me a million dollars but i don't want to Work ten times harder than I mean I was working hard. I just sure. wasn't doing the kind of work that was going to make me a millionaire. But you know those kind of things I had to come to grips with. And I think I think sports are so important for our kids. They're in, they're they're important to our society, to our country, and we're seeing that now. And, and you said we weren't going to get into that, but it's kind of hard not to. I sure, mean, you know. I mean, our, we our, can we can get into anything we want. Um, you know, uh, uh, is it the only thing? No. And I, but I think that that sports and and uh, 
activities, not only say just sports, but activities, all activities, you know, your your band, your music, your all that stuff is is good for kids. I mean, for crying out loud, I'll tell you something people don't know. I was in uh, Greg Halligan, the music teacher here for many years. Uh, we had a deal over in Goodland. It was called the Expressos. It was the elite singing group. And I was in that, and I was pretty proud of being in that. I, I didn't. I hated. I loved singing a group. I did not like singing solos. And I had a couple of those. And man, I would. Oof. I would have rather. Well, I won't tell you what I'd have rather done, but, yeah, I, but that, that was not. See? And I just didn't. You know. And I wasn't. I wasn't. Were you yeah, state champion at that? Or? No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't. Uh, uh, I wasn't a. I suppose I, I know I was good enough to make the make the squad the squad or whatever right. he called it. Uh, but that was in high Greg school. Halligan was in that in that with me. He was a year younger, and oh, that's cool. my brother Fred was. It. We had a lot of athletes in there, but yeah, I never. Huh. Uh, I do remember as an eighth grader, I took a took a solo to this music contest over at Norton, Kansas, and it was uh, name of the solo was "Sing Me a Chanty with a Yo Heave Ho." <laughs> yeah, that's memory for you right there. That's, that's about all good. I can remember of it. But anyway, that, yeah, that, I mean, you know, I think all that stuff is good for our youth. I think yep. it, it builds relationships, which are important. It it helps build their self-esteem. And I think, you know, we talk about wrestling. I, I don't care what, what activity you're talking about. Those teachers, those coaches who are in charge have a tremendous responsibility. They do. And, um, I used to, as the older I got in coaching, the more I used to be aware of what some of the younger coaches, how they were treating their kids and their mm-hmm. athletes. And it sometimes it just blew me away because it reminded me of the way I was early on. And I, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm, I used to tell kids, if, if you were a state champion or, or um, a medalist or had success in wrestling, in my first 10 or 15 years of coaching, you were a real stud because you weren't getting coached very well. And mm. I don't have any problem mentioning that. I mean, I, I, I look back. I wished I could have. It's like a lot of things in life, Troy. Um, I wished I, at the end of my career, I could have gone back to the first fifteen and done them over with what I, what I know now. Right. I think I'd have done a lot of kids a lot more justice. It'd have been better for them. But you know, hey, isn't that the way life is? I it mean, is. And you know, sometimes you're your own worst, or not you, but anyone's their own worst critic. You you describe it as an illustrious career, and I'm thinking. Okay, you're a four-time champion. You went and you had a full scholarship. You wrestled at Oklahoma State for four years. To me, that's not illustrious. You went four and two in that second year. I mean, that in that tournament, you know, that's that's you know. So Some, we're our own worst critic. Then you went oh, and you teached all these kids. Yeah. I mean, I sure you'd want to do it over, but think about the lives you changed and the coach, you know, and the coaching and that's, the help you did. So that's that's yeah. all I'm saying. That's and that's another thing about about this business, this education business it, 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 that I got told too that early on is that whether you know it or not, right now you're affecting That's right. Kids' lives. But you're probably not gonna find out about it till way down the road. It might be forty, fifty years later. And, and, I, and I've had a few or, yeah. come back and tell me and, and, and like say thank you and really yeah, and, and you know, I, I just um um it's not like I you're going to have a hundred people come back and tell you about it. Hey, if it was just one kid, it, it was worth it all. And, yep. and, you know, um, um, I don't know. It, it, it uh, when I started learning to, to try to 
understand what was going on in kids' life. And another thing about about being in the sports and activities, another another thing I heard one time, and and this this floored me. I mean, it. I won't say it about brought me to tears, but it, it kind of crushed my heart to to think about this. But this superintendent stood up there and and or the speaker, and I think he was a. I don't know if he's our new superintendent, but he said, I just want to leave you, teachers, coaches, with this. He said, for a lot of these kids that you're going to see in the coming weeks, in the coming year, they come into the day, they come into your, you see him, he said, being with you, whether it's in a classroom or in the coaching and the football field, I my wife said, this is going to be the best part of their day. That's right. And... Boy, I mean that 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 touched me because it was yeah. like, holy cow! I mean, I'm thinking best part of the day. All I can think out of it's three thirty. I'm out of here, you know. And they're and they're thinking, man, and they're probably thinking, hey, I wish this day would last longer, you know, or or just being around, you know, a, a fun environment. And you know, another thing too, I was going to say that thing that I learned that that really helped out when I started doing encouraging kids more um it it uh, the success of the program went up and that would just that's just the way it was and you know i had to um my my like i said my two boys taught me an awful lot yep. about uh, uh how to have fun and i remember uh i remember my youngest son uh telling me he says Dad, he says, you you gotta you gotta lighten up. He says, he says, this isn't a life and death matter. We gotta learn to have some fun. I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? This is right. This is life and death. This is this is serious stuff, you know. Right. And I'm like, where's this kid coming from? And and but he had gotten that from my older son Barrett, who was two years older, and then Barrett went away to college and, and brought a lot of stuff back that I used that helped out but mm-hmm. you know Baird had come up his senior year and we had a state champion team that year and, and that's one of my really proud of because we not only had a state wrestling team we had it on top of the boys won state football in the fall the previous wow you know, fall that's a good that's year a, a double year that's yeah. and that's people who have not been in this don't understand how hard it is to duplicate a championship because a lot of kids, hey, they got their state championship. They're done. They're yeah. I don't need to go out for wrestling. I, I had that on several occasions on a successful football season. Kids didn't want to come out. But Barrett, he came up and he says, uh, he says, Dad, we gotta figure out how to have more fun and practice. <laughs> you know, I mean this stuff was foreign to me, you know. And he said, How about if we play some games or do some, you know, and I'm like, Good gosh, I said, What is this? I mean, I'm turning over a leaf like you can't believe. But you did. You evolved. Well, I, I, I tried. It took me a little longer than it probably should have. But so we'd go in and we'd, you know, we'd, we'd, uh, I started trying to incorporate some games. And, and I had to be a little careful because, you know, the guys, boy, they'd get rambunctious. And, you know, you, sometimes a kid could get hurt if we weren't real careful. But with some of the games we played, um, we played some little dodgeball games. We played some tag game just stupid grade school stuff <laughs> and they kids loved it and i found out something else 
if kids are laughing and smiling, that's right. That's a good thing, and they're going to do better. Yep. And it, it it never ceased to amaze me. You know, we'd be going along, we'd have this hard practice. We'd be going, or they'd come in, and I'd I'd see how they were drooping and dragging. I knew they were going to do it, but I could see the fire one. I said, "Okay, guys, you know we've been practicing pretty hard." I said, "You give me how about if we do fifty minutes, good hard drilling, and maybe some short wrestling, and you're out of here." I mean, all of a sudden they're jumping up, doing back. They got more energy. Yeah. You don't do it. It just, you know, that little things like that. I yep. learned. I learned. And and another quote that I learned a long time ago uh, that it wasn't that you got to work harder than the other guy. You got to work smarter. And I heard that from a wrestler who had been an assistant under Dan Gable. Who, mm. If anybody knows anything about right, he's a, he was know Dan incredibly Gable. famous. Um, he said, yeah, Iowa works hard. They work extremely hard, but they don't work harder than anybody else. They work smarter. And I'm going, hmm. gee, why didn't I hear that before type deal? But it, it again, it took me a long time to incorporate that. So a little story here. So that year, that would have been 2002. And, and this is just a coaching story. This is from my mm-hmm. perspective. So we win football that fall. Our kids, and it was brutal. Um, we won some brutal game. One against Eaton, one against Yuma. I mean, it was just brutal. And they, they were outstanding football games. Coach Glenn Higgs was our coach. He was an outstanding coach, too. By the way, he coached wrestling early in his career, too. And okay. He never wrestled before. So, anyway, we, uh, we get done with the season. And I'd seen this before when the football had, had a lot of success. And then – you know, I'm thinking, I'm selfish. I'm selfish, Coach Duell. God dang it. I'm not going to, kids aren't going to come out. Kids are going to want to, I knew I need to give them a break because the state championship game was the week before our first tournament. And, of course, I want to I want to start out the race. I want to start the season going full speed. Yep. And I really, I, I'll be honest with you, I prayed a lot for guidance because I wasn't, Again, I wasn't a real smart coach, but I forced myself. I told the kids, I started telling them when they when they went deep into the playoff, get out of my practice room. I don't want to see you here for a week. I mm. knew I knew we were going to get our butt kicks in the first duel in the first tournaments. Mm-hmm. Just the way it was. I wasn't going to have a full team. Kids were injured. We had a lot of injuries. And there were three or four of the studs, of my studs on the wrestling team, who also were studs on the football team. They didn't wrestle till after Christmas. That was so hard for me and because we, we were just getting thumped everywhere. So mm-hmm. that time off did wonders. They came back. We're looking at a very shortened season. They were able to get in shape. I don't know how. I, 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 I mean, it they, happened. they worked hard. <laughs> and we go into the uh, regional tournament. This is kind of where it it started. Well, we won the league that year against a team called Roosevelt. Roosevelt was one of the powerhouses. And we up, it was kind of an upset, but we beat them. And we won the league championship. And it happened to be in Burlington. And, I mean, everybody's going nuts. And I remember gathering them together right over at the edge of the mat. And I said, hey, it's one thing, guys. This is not the end. This is just the beginning. And we still had the regional and the state tournament left. So we go to the regional tournament. And I remember... Remember, we'd start playing games, and the kids were laughing. They were feeling good, 
and and I didn't know what was going to happen. I just all I knew is my kids were wrestling well. The kids were wrestling they were well, and they it, were yeah. having fun. So it's up at Manitou Springs, and the kids, um, we we get in the locker room. We have our team prayer. Shh, don't tell anybody that. We used to have team prayer on, <laughs> okay. on our on the on our wrestling team. <laughs> Did in football too. Anyway, so the kids <clears throat> they file out of the locker room. I have to spend a moment in the big boys' room, okay? Yep. And and I look in the mirror to make sure my ties and I'm looking good and all that kind of stuff. And as I starting to walk, it was kind of a little bit of a to get to the mat from where our locker room was, and I started hearing people laughing and. I go, what in the Sam Hill is going on? Uh-oh. And I walk out. I kind of walk out around the edge of the mat, and I saw what was going on, so I kind of stayed back because I'm thinking, I don't want people seeing me as a coach of this outfit. They, The guys were in a circle. I kid you not, and they were playing Duck, Duck, Goose. <laughs> and all the other the crowd was watching them. All the other teams were watching them like, what is going what? on? These guys are weird what is going on with these goofballs but i well, bet it turned out okay didn't long, it? long story short we kicked the snot out of everybody in that regional i mean kids were nice. lights out I because they were having fun they were, they were fun. enjoying it i mean they were having yeah. fun and they knew that uh, whatever happened they were having fun they felt good about themselves so then we go into the state tournament and same thing they played a duck duck goose out there and people were watching like, well, we're you just, had to let them after that well yeah <laughs> stop that i mean why mess with it no thing, don't you know? mess with it so we go into the state tournament that year and we win uh, uh we have it won by at the end of the semifinals we put five in the finals and it, it was just an interesting yeah we had the horses there was no doubt about it so you guys won state that year yeah 2002 2002 wow and and but you know the point i guess i'm making is uh, it wasn't the first time that we had had a pretty good team that we mm-hmm. didn't do good at state uh, right we did this year and Anyway, it just it was that evolution of trying to figure out how do you how do you have fun and make kids how do you get them to work and have fun and at still the same have fun. Time? How do you make hard work fun? You know. You uh, know what's interesting about that is it makes sense now. Obviously, Logan's over at Pee Wee Wrestling and, and Barrett's coaching him, yeah. and he incorporates that. Yeah. And you see all those little kids, and there was a good turnout. I thought last yeah. year that it was pretty full, and they were all having fun. He has them playing yeah. the games, and Logan, I'd ask him, "Hey, do you?" Do you want to go wrestle? Yeah. He didn't want to miss – he did not yeah, want to miss yeah. a practice. Well, it's like any kind of play. If kids are playing at something they're having fun with – But learning. They'll do it. I mean, you'll have to say, hey, it's midnight. Time to come in and go to bed. We need to stop this now. But uh, – and they're learning a little bit. Around. I always felt like the peewee levels, um, the youth levels should – and I don't have all the answers on this. I just think there's got to be a way for kids to have fun – when is it? And and the thing is, you can get as serious as you want, and it's not just in wrestling. It is in any youth sport. I don't care if it's basketball, uh, uh, football, softball, soccer. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want, you can get your kid on a team and travel across the United States at six and seven years old of age. It's getting serious. Is that good? No, I don't know. No. I, I don't know. There's a lot of. It's turned into I, a money-making apparatus, well, too. Absolutely. I mean, you're talking about $100,000 oh. up in Denver to send absolutely. your kids on a basketball. So, and, and, and I always say that, you know, wrestling is a little different in the sense that 
you could be part of a program, but yet you could still go off and do as much extra stuff as you want. Now, in a team sport, you can't really do that. You've got to have the whole team to go do it. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, I've got mixed feelings about that. I mm-hmm. think there's parents need to study up on the data. There's a lot yeah. of data out there about injuries to youth uh, uh, at, at the junior high and high school level because they've already been doing this stuff for so That's long. Uh, and I'm talking about organized, controlled, directed practices and competitions. That's well, a little different than yeah. playing. And what know? I meant when I said 100,000 is there are, there are teams that are in, uh, organizations where coaches are running outfits and it they're they're bringing in oh, a lot oh, of money oh, yeah it's big it, it didn't cost each yeah. each kid a hundred thousand but when yeah. you look at the totality of what they're all paying and all these different groups sure. it's and they're going all around it's competitive and this is at age nine ten we've got several friends up in the denver uh, well north denver metro area that um, have wrestling clubs and they charge a pretty good fee mm-hmm. they're making a good living doing that yeah. and and it, it's a business and but ultimately, I think parents have to be on top of that. I think yep. there's a lot that goes into that. We want our kids to be the best. How much is that going to cost? How do you know what your kid's going to be um, at six and seven and eight and nine years old? Right. I mean. You remember Todd Marinovich, that whole story? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You don't yeah. want that either. No. I mean. and, and so what is that from? Is that because he started to it because he got pushed and pressured by his parents to both? I've seen yeah. kids. Burnout. They got tired of it. What is that from? I don't know. I've seen kids start late and do very good. Um, I think there's a fine line there sometimes. I mean, I think parents in some cases are afraid. They're afraid if I don't get my kid involved, they're going to fall behind. They're not going to do as good. You know, I I don't believe that. Um, Man, we could spend hours on this. I think, I think though, when I see some of the statistics of kids in high school and even in college who are suffering. There are more injuries, joint injuries now, than there ever used to be because kids have been doing it a lot longer. It just It's just mm-hmm. common sense. You know, even like our, I told Even you, pitchers, their, oh, their arms oh, are burning out. Oh, and so, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, I started competitive wrestling in seventh grade. Kids now have more matches by the time they're in fourth grade and I had my whole junior high high school and college career combined that that's how wow. crazy it can get I didn't what know you that. can oh you can go you can you can wrestle almost every every weekend of the year but mm. it, you, you can do the same thing with soccer field hockey regular ho- ice hockey um, it, it's unbelievable and sure. you're right these these uh, you know sporting apparel companies are making huge money off this because let's let's face it you take the number of kids in, in, in say, a particular youth sport. Let's just say youth baseball or youth football. Now, now I know football is kind of going the other direction now with all this concussion stuff. But mm-hmm. you take the number of individuals involved there, and then you compare it to the number of individuals that are involved at the college and then the pros. You know, there's a vast – they're not making as much money on the pros selling equipment as they are to those youth kids down there. And – you know, hey, I, 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 I'm not going to sit here and tell somebody it's wrong. I'm just telling you people that they need to get educated and, right. and take a look at this kind of stuff. And that's why, you know, I felt like when I, and by the way, when I started the, the wrestling program here, I 
I was in charge of everything because that's just the way it had to be. Nobody else was doing it. I mean, I started the peewee in the junior high and in the high wow. school. Um, I, there was times I was doing that all in one one evening or afternoon just because I thought that it had to be done. Um, I always tried to make the peewees fun. Um, I didn't really care if they were state champions at nine years of age. I was more hoping they'd carry on and be a state champion when they were 16 or 17 or 18. Right. And that was just my philosophy. You know, some people are different. Uh, there are some kids that will benefit from uh, getting more intense at an earlier age. What's the age you get your kid, you know, send him off to three or four weeks of camp a summer? I can't tell you that for sure. Mm -hmm. I don't know what, what that is. I think it's different for every kid. Um, I think there's a lot of peer pressure sometimes from – you know, kids as buddies, oh, I'm doing this. I'm going to three camps. Do you want to come with me? Well, yeah. sometimes you get caught up in that. I I, I think it has to be looked at. Mm -hmm. um, well, and, and everything could change now. I mean, oh, there's going to oh, be, this so, is not only professional sports, collegiate yeah, sports, yeah. high school sports. It's it's all going to be what, different. What we that's going to that. mean, uh, I have no idea. Me I neither. can't even no. comprehend that. And I, I was going to throw another side note. So I've got to, I talk about this when I started and having fun and what my, my two boys didn't hear. I've got a sister that lives in Tulsa. She has four. She has two boys, four boys and two girls. And they're all pretty active. The four boys are absolutely, insanely involved in wrestling. And they are going all over. And All over they, the country? Or well, they're, yeah. The older, one, or? the older ones are going across the country doing stuff. And... and they they love it. They're, they're in a, a big club in Tulsa. They're getting well coached. Uh, so I, I don't know what the answer no, is. You. you know, I, yeah. I don't on that. I I uh, and and maybe it's now now wrestling might have an advantage individual sports where there might be some things to be able to get done through a club process that maybe other sports can't. You know. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know what this is going to mean for college sports. Maybe there won't be a college. Oh, I see what you're saying because of COVID and the yeah, physical yeah, contact. Yeah, and, of, all this, well, yeah, uh, I didn't even think about that. If if they're all tested and you have the two going out and they both come back and they're okay, well, I mean, you, you could. Yeah, but but I, I just, you know, I, in my mind, I can't, I, I don't comprehend you know, where this other, is going to end. Yeah, and the other thing with wrestling is you can do this without a crowd. You can, yeah. It's not this. Yeah. That's the one thing I hadn't even thought about that. But you, there were times when I go to a wrestling meet, and it was just we had great times. We had our food packed up in the stands. Yeah. We're all eating, yeah. and we're at pack meets, and there parents were there, but it wasn't a big crowd. We weren't we weren't dependent on that like I think football is and yeah. basketball and baseball. And, and like I said, I don't. I'm not going to sit here and tell you, you know, you know, you hear factions out there talking about. The new America, the new we're going to do. I I don't. If that means maybe that means oh we're, yeah, we're the not new reality. Have, yeah, maybe right. that means we're not going to have college sports. I know one thing. I think it doesn't take a rocket science to figure out that if if we don't have college football as we know it, there's a lot of these smaller sports that are going to get dropped by the wayside, and I think oh, wrestling would be, be one of them. And, oh, I hope you're wrong about I, that. I mean, I'm just I mean, saying because because wrestling, so much of the revenue. Well, yeah, they might have to change the revenue model or how it re works. Wrestling's a non-revenue sport, hmm. and there's a lot of women's sports that would get cut too. So, yeah. 
Anyway, I don't know. Okay, so we're going to do some Burlington history then. We're, we're going to get into a little bit of Burlington wrestling history, and I I may or may not be the best one to do this. I can think of several people who I wish were here to help me out because I'm going to be a little wrong on some of my um, – Who? Um, who are you thinking of? Dates. Well, so starting out, uh, my dad came here, Ben Duell, became the coach in like 19 19- – 60 or 61 or two somewhere and i'm not sure the exact year there was a guy that had coached one or two years before that uh my dad had a little bit of wrestling experience he came back to this area because he wanted to get a little closer to the farm so he could do his farming and so he started the program um and uh well got the program going and it became evident really early on he set his sights on beating Ray and Coach Bob Smith. And anybody that is knows anything about Colorado wrestling history knows what a, a big deal that was. Uh, at that time, Ray was the top wrestling school in the, in the state, uh, all classes. They, they were good. And Bob Smith did an incredible job up there. I have the utmost amount of respect for this, this guy. Um, and so anyway, it took several years uh dad got the program going and at the same time he was raising a family and and um oh and we lived over in ruralton so in in uh as burlington slowly climbed the ladder i remember i I spoke earlier about my brother and i wrestling and gary rhodes and bryce monsman daryl wrestling at 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 events dual matches from other schools i remember I don't remember. I looked into some of my dad's old school uh, scorebooks one time years ago, and I found scores like a Rickery, 72, Burlington 3, <laughs> Hugo, 55, Burlington 12. Um, a Rickery. A <laughs> uh, Rickery. Uh, Woodland, 78, Burlington 0. I mean, Jeez. And, and back then, that, that, that it really is some history because back then – wrestling programs had 12 weights okay and all of these schools people know what i'm talking about um where they were at they were out in the middle of nowhere but they were rural schools and every one of these schools had two and three full teams of 12 wrestlers and then there were always some exhibitions or or extra kids to get matches so that tells you a little bit of how our population evolved over the years. I mean, as as as, as time went on, um, farms got to where uh, Troy, where where uh, machinery got bigger, the tractors got bigger. They didn't need as many hired hands, mm-hmm. and so and and kids didn't want to come back to the farm. So those places shrunk. But uh, really interesting to to look back on on that time and that era. I remember Hugo. I remember wrestling in the Hugo gym uh, as a little kid and. Hugo, gosh, I mean, they used to beat the tar out of Burlington. So they climbed the ladder, they begin beating those teams, and then finally they began placing second and third in the state tournament. In 73 and 74, they uh, won the state tournament uh, and, and, and beat Ray out there. The big thing, though, that, that I think I'd like to remind everybody is, is Ray had like a, um, gosh, I know I'm going to blow this now. 64 or something, 68 match win streak, I think. Mm. And Burlington finally beat them. 
and stop that winning streak uh, one night. And back in those days, whether you were at the Ray or the Burlington gym, when those two teams wrestled, there would be literally standing room only, if even that. I mean, there was no way they were within fire codes, I'll guarantee you. Mm. But that's how intense and how big that rivalry was. And there'll be some people probably here this will remember that. And, I mean, it's hard to imagine because that doesn't happen anymore. Um, but every stand, every seat in the stands in the Burlington gym would be packed. People would be standing up around the edges. Um, unbelievable. And so it's quite an electric atmosphere. But so Burlington finally accomplished that. And then uh, a couple of names I'd rattle off. Uh, Ron Ruzik, first Burlington finalist, got second his senior year. Um, Norm Penny was Burlington's first state champion. Wow. Um, uh, Daryl Monosmith, as I mentioned before, was Burlington's, well, I guess he was a second three-time state champion. That year, Doug Thompson was also a three-time state champion. Um, uh, man, I'm trying to, I'm, I know I'm going to miss some names. Uh, Jerry Harrell was a state champion for Burlington. Um, we go right on down the list. Uh, Rick Trahern was two-time state champion. No kidding. Oh, yeah. And and so um, I, I wished I had some of my buddies my age to help me remember all this. So then we, uh, uh, Mike Hendricks, two-time state champion. Um, wow, I didn't know there was that many. That's, that's a lot of state oh, yeah, champions. They, well, if you go up in the wrestling room, they've done a pretty good job of Putting up a board yeah. to list those. Yeah, and I've looked and, and, at them. It's, and a, just, it's a neat piece of history when you recognize those names. Um, people you'd never, you know, think, you know, uh, Stan Hitchcock, uh, state okay. runner up. You know, I mean, yeah. you just go all down. Like George Hom, third in state. You George know, I Hom. Think, I mean. Um, um, I think my father-in-law, Your father-in-law right? wrestled. Your, I can't remember if he placed. He took third. either third or second. I, I think, think he took second? third. Yeah. Third? Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, and, and so – yeah, that that's really interesting to look back on that and say, hey, I, I knew that guy or that guy, and I know I'm leaving a lot of people off. But so then, Dad, uh, my dad got he retired in, I think, the fall of '76. I believe he got out because he wanted to spend more time farming. He'd had enough teaching, coaching. He wanted to come watch my brother, and also decided to go down to Oklahoma State to come watch us wrestle. So then, in between, there were several other coaches um and then i became the coach in the fall of uh took up my teaching job in the fall of 80 84 uh so anyway um the first state champion that i coached was in 86 galen durham runs durham ag tech i've heard um i've heard what a good wrestler he is yeah, too he, he was yeah you wouldn't want to tangle with him that's well, what I heard. He's getting kind of old. You might want to tangle with him. Uh, I saw I hope, him. I don't I know if I'd want to tangle I hope with him. <laughs> I, hope he's, I hope he's listening. No, uh, hopefully he helped make our sign out front. Oh, did he? Yeah, well, good. he helped yeah, us with the yeah. braces. He's he done a great yeah. job. Uh, I mean, I look around town. Uh, Eric Richardson, uh, state runner-up. Okay, uh, wow. He was fears behind um, a couple other people that were significant at that time. There's a guy named Ray Rhodes, and... Ray got involved in the wrestling. He never wrestled, but he became a wrestling official. 
and was an outstanding official. He refereed a lot of junior colleges back when there were junior colleges on every corner and everyone had a wrestling program. Um, uh, all three of his boys wrestled. I, Gary, a good friend of mine, was a year younger than me. Uh, his youngest son, Jay, was a um, really a good wrestler for me, was a three-time placer, two-time runner-up. Um, his daughter, Judy, was a, a, a mat made for my dad and then helped when we got our wrestling club formed. Um, so when I came to Burlington, I, I still really had no idea what I was doing. And I got here and I thought, why, I think, I mean, I wasn't, I didn't, I, I didn't take a job just to collect a salary. I wanted to, you know, I, I was a little bit competitive. I wanted mm -hmm. to win, win, win championships. And maybe it was misguided at the time, but I thought, okay, we need a, a peewee wrestle club. And I'm asking around and I'm hoping, I'm hoping somebody will step up and say, yeah, I've done that before. I'll do this. Well, that never happened. There were a lot of people that wanted to help. And so I basically just dove in and I said, okay, we're going to have a peewee wrestle bro. This is when I'm going to run it. And we did it over at the old grade school starting out. Um, I had two sessions. Then it became evident that we needed to have a, um, um, a, um, a club. We need to form a club. Right. So we had a, and, and we need to have a tournament. You know, what good's going to have practice? Kids can't wrestle in a tournament and, so things took off from there, and over the years, uh, a lot of different people stepped in to help. Um, uh, it's amazing how this, the people in this community, I mean, incredible how they stepped up and people stepped up and helped out. I had, over the years, I had some incredible um, assistance. Um, I've been to award ceremonies and whatever where, you know, guys get awards for being this a, a good coach's assistant for you know, 50 years. Wow. I never had that, but I did have every time I needed an assistant, we got, I got good ones and I was really blessed in that respect. It really helped the program out some really good <coughs> ones. And, uh, so anyway, uh, uh, so how many years were you coach 84 till, till I retired in 2012 was my last year. Oh, wow. That's not that long ago. I coached 28 years. Yeah. 28. Some people would say that was, I mean, Hey, I'll be honest with you. There were people that were, were upset that I got out. There were people that were cheering when I got, there were people <laughs> that thought I should have got out a long time ago, but that's, that's the way, way with that's, everything. That's right? the way it I is mean, in everything. Yeah. And, and, uh, how many state champions over we, that? Course? We had, we had three state champion teams. Um, I think 16 or 18 individual hey, state champions. I mean, it, right it was on. a, yeah. you know, it was a good go here. And, that was and a good run. Good support. Um, we formed this wrestling club and we started, uh, I guess my, I don't even know how to get into this, Troy, but we formed our club and part of the deal for forming the club is, okay, we charge an entry fee to get into our tournament. So we had to have something to do with money. We weren't going to just, give it to the school that didn't seem right okay and so and, and i wouldn't knock on the school it's just hey you know we earned this my, our people earned this we i'm thinking okay we can take that money we can maybe buy some stuff for the kids new uniforms mm -hmm. whatever 
So one thing led to another. One thing led to evolved. We learned. We ended up, our wrestling program ended up uh, at one time, we were probably, I don't know, bringing in the neighborhood of fifteen to 25000 a year just because. Wow. But we spent it. We spent yeah, it. We, yeah, bought, we bought wrestling mats. We bought uniforms. We did about, I mean, it was about, man, now we have money. Mm-hmm. I can make, I can, I thought that if our kids were going to represent Burlington, they needed to look good and look sharp. And so mm-hmm. that's what we did. We, good. So we, we spent it on, on the wrestling program. And uh, I can personally say I didn't ever take a dime out of that. Right. I, I didn't get paid for, for doing that part. I, 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 some people probably would have, some people maybe thought that, that should have been, I, I just, I wanted to keep it as clean as possible. Um, I think I did grab a stick of beef jerky free one time off a rack that the wrestling club. Had. I think that they'll, they'll yeah, be okay. Well, I mean, you know, Hey, whatever. I'm just fessing up. But <laughs> anyway, it became, it, and, and it was incredible. We, we ended up with a, um, a thing. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but we had what were called, um, we had a, a um, um, Cajun boil and mouse races. Yeah. And it was the craziest thing. And I'll be honest, when it was first brought to my attention that this might be something we want to do, I said, there's no way. That is the stupidest thing I have ever heard of. And now it's tradition, right? Well, I, it, it, it was. I don't know if they're still doing it, to be honest with you. I've kind of lost a little bit of touch. But it turned into an incredible fundraiser for us and I'll, I'll be right up front and tell you it was it was mark and denise Kier brought it back from a, her hometown uh, that they'd gone up there to participate in town days or whatever i don't remember the name of the town and mark come back and he says and i said you need to take a look at this you need to consider mark wrestled for me years ago too and he said you need to take a look at this and i said you gotta be kidding me i said that Peter will come in, they'll put us in jail, and we'll be mistreating <laughs> mouses. I said, this won't work around here. He said, I, I just think you need to. Thank you, Mark. Take, Good I job, think, Mark. I just think you need to maybe take a look at it. I said, ah. And I got a little pressure from some other people. I think Eric Richardson and some other people started putting pressure. Hey, we need to take a look at it. Mark says it'll work. Is it? Yeah. So I said, okay, fine. I'll, I'll help. I'll be a part of it. And so they put that thing on. and That's awesome. And after one time, we adjusted some things and made some things a little better and I'm like, after the first time, I said, okay, guys, we need to keep doing this. This is okay. This and, is working. But, but yeah. we, we, what it was is we weren't, we figured out we didn't, it worked great because we didn't have to go out and try to sell people something. We were saying, look, yeah. this is what we're offering. You want to come to our show? Here's tickets. And we actually had to get to the point we had to limit tickets because we couldn't, you know, we only had so many we could have in the old, where, where the old dish room that people used to run it were. Mm-hmm. And... People had a good time, and they, they I'm probably opening up a can of worms, but they, they got to bet on the mice. They, <laughs> I, I'm trying to think how we even set that oh, up. Oh, no, not people, that. People would, wow. buy, people would buy the mice. Right. And I remember one time somebody paid like, I think, $4,500 for a stupid mouse that they knew nothing about, that they'd never seen before. They didn't even know if the stupid thing was going to run or have a heart attack two inches out of the gate. And it won? I don't remember if it won. I'm just sitting there thinking, why would anybody? Do? But, they but it's all, for they, a good. It's because of the cause. Knew, they knew. Where they knew. They knew. And, and right. that's an interesting thing too. And I've said this many times. Um, and I'm I'm going to speak a little bit on emotion, maybe. But people thought, uh, you know, people 
love, if they're going to spend money, they want to know where their money's going. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'll give, I'll give, uh, uh, where's this money going that I'm going to give? And it's, well, my go here, my go. No, they knew that it was going to go right into the wrestling program and yep. they wanted to support that. So that's what happened. Plus they were getting some good fun, some good, clean entertainment. And at that time it was the only show in town when we had it. So it was like, you know, there's not a lot to do in Burlington, Colorado. And we even had, I even tried to explain this to one of my college coaching friends. And I said, uh, uh, I said, I guarantee it worked. But I said at a college, the the uh, authorities might step in and, you know. Oh, this yeah. Was in Oklahoma. Co- yeah. But I said, I'm telling you, I mean, people went nuts over this stuff. And so we Small had a good town, success. Small town, you could get away at a college. And we were able to, to, to do things and and help the program. I, I think that helped. I mean, mm-hmm. it, bottom line is you can do more with money than you can without money. I'm not saying it's the only thing, but it sure helped. And anyway, that's kind of a long part of that story. But anyway, that, uh, that, that evolved into that. And, and, uh, we had a really strong wrestling club for probably 10, 12 years. Um, it, it was fun. That was hard, hard to leave. And when I, like I said, some people were happy when I left some people weren't when I decided to retire Mm -hmm. I had to tell people I said I'm you know it was hard because I I was leaving kids when you leave in the middle but it's never going to be a good time no it's never going to be a good time you're always going to be leaving somebody and I you know I hey I I my dad was starting to get ill and Mm -hmm. I need to spend more time in the farm and I just had to run the run that show and I told people I said I'm I'm sorry but I said my goal was never to die in the center of a wrestling mat so you know I, I, yeah. I knew when it was time to get out and do you miss do, it? Um, there are some things I miss. I, I get kind of excited talking about the wrestling club and what we did and how yeah. seeing people come together and, and stuff like that. I, I, I miss seeing kids have success and, and helping kids achieve something that they may never not thought they were possible. Having kids, uh, achieve their potential. Mm-hmm. Um, winning was fun. Um, but it was also a lot of hard work and, and it, it didn't, it just didn't happen. You know, um, there was a lot of time and effort and people don't realize how much time goes into a head coaching or even mm-hmm. an assistant, how much time is involved. You don't just, no. you know, show up for the matches. I mean, it, it takes a lot of, a lot yep. of work and it was just, um, I don't miss uh, one of the things is I got tired of going to practice. I've been going to a wrestling practice for a large, the majority of my life, I just didn't want to go to practice anymore. I, I, right. I'd had enough of it. And I, I did miss, I do miss working with kids and having, thinking I had maybe a, a small effect on, on some of them, you know, and, and the challenges that it, it, but I didn't miss going to practice every day. And I didn't, mm-hmm. I guess I didn't miss all the hard work that went into, I knew that that's what had to be done, but man, you know, uh, again, I, I had a tr- me personally, I had a lot of tremendous amount of help along the way, and so then you know they've had uh, se- they had several coaches that uh, in the meantime, which uh, since I retired uh, then and uh, they, they've done good. Um, it wasn't the same; it wasn't going to be. And you know, when, when you change uh, names, uh, there's going to be difference. I mean, that's just mm-hmm. the way it is. Right. Um, I didn't. De- I didn't expect anybody to be Doug Duell. I tried early in my career to be like some other coaches, and that's probably one of the reasons it took me so long to figure things out. You know, I'd yep. go. To, I'd go to a clinic, and I'd come up. Yeah, I'm going to teach it. This how I'm going to do. This how I'm going to do. Well, 
it was just because it was a different clinician. I had to, it took me a while to figure out, okay, what do I believe in? What do I think we need to work on the most? What, what, what needs to be mm-hmm. fundamental teachings? And, and so, uh, the, the young man that's in charge now is Josh McCants and he's a Nebraska native. He, I know he wrestled at Shadron state and he's, uh, he's doing a good job. I see a few of the things that maybe he struggles a bit with that I did. And, you know, with some of the things too, it's a little bit like being a parent. I mean, you can read all the books you want, go to all the clinics, listen to people, but you've got to get in the fire. You've yeah. got to get there's there's you, something called experience that there's exactly. only one way to get experience. And, you, and yeah. um, anyway, it was a good run. I'm thankful I for the community of Burlington. They gave me the opportunity to do that. And and uh, a couple other little history things um, um, that that. And I'm not going to remember all of them, but you know, I was very blessed to get to coach my own two sons. I mean, I was, I was one of those kind. I don't know if I would have. Could somebody have else done it better? Possibly. Uh, there was friction there with time and again, just because you know the coach was in practice and the coach was at home. But I also learned a lot from him. I'm thankful for that. Um. Um. A lot of coaches, it was challenging, but I was, like I said, I never was one to back down too much from a challenge. Always, I never knew when I was whipped, so I always kept trying to plug ahead. A um, couple of things come to mind. Uh, one of our my, my former wrestlers that uh, he actually changed sports as a as a junior. He he wanted to play basketball, and that was fine. I had learned by that time I didn't want to, you know, I wasn't going to harbor any ill right. feelings. But this kid. His name is Logan Hines. His mom is a post. Uh, she she carries mail around. Okay. Uh, anyway, he. We go up to a tournament. Long story short, we go to a tournament in in. Um, uh, I think it was Pueblo, and he wrestles a guy named. He draws a guy named Henry Cejudo. Henry Cejudo. Was a four-time state champion. He he won two in Arizona. Then he moved to Colorado and won two. He moved so he could be close to the Olympic Training Center. He goes from high school to the Olympic Training Center. Never wrestled in college. He becomes he went straight into the freestyle, the uh, the international style. Right. He becomes an Olympic champion. Wow. He then gets out of uh, retires. And gets into the MMA and has won two uh, world MMA titles at two different weights, a dual title. So, 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 and and it's like, um, so yeah, we got to wrestle against a guy like that. Yeah. He's, he's pretty famous. Logan did right. Yeah, Logan yeah, Hines. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Um, trying to think. I mean, I know I'm forgetting a lot when it comes to the history, but that that early history of Burlington establishing Burlington wrestling. Um, you know, there's a lot of names that can be brought up there. Well, and I think it would be cool, to, like you said, to get a couple of these guys to come back at some point. You, it, got, oh, you come be, back be, and bring bring yeah. over maybe Gary and yeah. so, somebody else yeah. and sit down and tell us some stories. Well, it's it's you know it's it's history of Burlington. Um, I've lived here almost uh, forty, uh, not quite forty years. Um, you know, my connection with Burlington starts way back when my dad started. Um, and you know, he—I remember—he's always telling me when I got in high school. He said, "Man, you ought to, you ought to let me fix you up with one of these Burlington girls over here." But I was too—I couldn't. 
go across state line and ask a girl out <laughs> on a date, line. man. I wouldn't do that. But <laughs> anyway, you know, it, it was um, um, so so. There's a long history there, and with the yeah. Rhodes family and and uh, several other families too. You know, it's pretty cool to look back on it, right? And oh, you it know is. that your sons are going to oh, be able to watch this, and I mean, yeah. it's you know, there's passion there. You can tell and a legacy. We could, you know, cover all the state champions. I mean, there were, you know, I'm glad you didn't ask me who was my best wrestler Never. or who was my toughest wrestler no. or I would hate to have to go You don't want to have you know, shot. It's a culmination of body of work. and I've seen coaches have to do that, and it's yeah, man. it's tough. I mean, no. you, well, you, you end up, you know, you end up. I don't see what it gains, it down, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's. I just want to hear more yeah. about the history and, and explain you know, how, or what's happened over the years yeah. and get your take. And then we'll have you back to talk about the pipeline uh, later on. Yeah. Cause yeah. I mean, I think today we've gone almost two and a half hours. Uh, I can guarantee you one thing. You're <laughs> going to have to edit it because nobody's oh, going to, there won't, there won't be gonna, much. We won't do much editing. Nobody's going to listen to me for two hours. They, no, they're we'll, going to see that. You, and say This is the longest one yet. You'd be surprise, surprised. Surprise. You'd be surprised. So, <laughs> but oh, thanks shoot. a lot for coming in. Well, I really appreciate it. They're great am, stories. And enjoy, it's the hardest I've laughed. So. I enjoy, well, I enjoyed this, and uh, uh, it's been fun. Um, like I said, I'm not, I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself a great speaker, even a good speaker. But man, do I love to talk when I get on something that's passionate. And then you know, wrestling was a huge part of my life for a long time. I mean, it just was. Yeah, that's what what I did. I I, yep. I, I didn't I didn't know anything. Else. And that's what that that's why I wanted you in here. Yeah, people that have true passion about things or who we want to talk to yeah well it's all been right. fun and all right i look forward to the next if, one if you get good reviews i'll come back if they want to good reviews bad place, reviews don't have me back we're bringing you back all right <laughs> Very all right good all right thanks doug all right see okay you.